Hey now, welcome to the City Off Campus podcast with your two favorite hosts, Sammy Sommerfeld and Jack McFarland. Our guest today is Iowa baseball player Tyler Snap. Before we get into this interview, I just want to quickly talk about Good Pods. Um, if you aren't on Good Pods after all this time of us talking about it yet, you're a little behind the trend at this point. Get on Good Pods. You can listen to us on there, follow your favorite podcast. You can follow me at Sammy Summerfeld, Jack at Jack McFarland. You can see other sports pods on there. You can recommend some pods to us, message with us on there. Go check it out. Um, you know, it's winter now. You're bored. You need something to do. Go on Good Pods. Now let's go into the interview with Tyler. How's everything with you? It's good, man. Uh, so we're just back on campus here. Been here for most of the break, honestly. Just uh, kind of going about the daily life. How are you guys doing? Well, I mean, life couldn't be that normal right now, but it's pretty normal. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask you, while you're in Iowa City right now, like what's what's like a, a COVID protocol followed practice and workout lifting look like for you guys? So, I mean, essentially, it honestly hasn't changed all that much. Thankfully, the big thing is every morning we got to get up and fill out a survey, basically to say, like, if you have any COVID symptoms, you've been in high risk situations. And then that's like your screening. Every time you go into a building, you get your temperature checked. You got to have, like we get red wristbands today we have on. You got to get a wristband on. And then you got to have a mask on at absolutely all times. Um, so that it's pretty much, we still go about our normal practice and go to weights and work out. But we got to have masks on. You got to get your temperatures checked. And they're pretty strict on like symptoms if they notice things. And then you get tested once a week at least as well. I was about to ask. So is it? Like, are you guys going to have that COVID testing ramp up during the season or is it still going to be like one a week? Yeah. So from what I understand in a couple of weeks here, once we get like more close to like our games, um, we're going to go into rapid testing. We'll be tested three times a week on baseball at least, um, which it's a different like format. But I believe we have three times a week from there. And it's a little different than like the PCR tests, which are like the brain picks, as we like to call them. Um but we get a different variation of that and just go to three times a week and it gets a little, all the protocols change a little bit from there. So we've had a few different athletes on, and I personally talked to athletes um, from different sports in the Iowa athletic department where um, different teams kind of have different mentalities with how they're taking on COVID and kind of taking it on as another challenge um, into, you know, an already challenging season and self playing division one sports like some athletes talk about how they're literally only staying within their team and they're not going to restaurants. They're not going anywhere in Iowa city besides like class, let's just say in the facility. And that's about it. So what is Iowa baseball kind of doing to, you know, stay safe and kind of make sure that their season, your season can stay alive. No, I mean, it's pretty much, we're pretty much in that same thing. I mean, we're, we're very strict on masks at all times. Um, we're not like going out and seeing a bunch of people in big groups or anything. We're pretty much, I can tell you, I've really just been with my team or if I'm with anyone else, there are other athletes who also get tested for the most part, um, unless it's been like my family or something else. But we're kind of that same thing where it's, hey, you're not going out, you're not going to parties, you're not going to big groups. Um, I mean, we'll still go get our Chipotle and stuff like that. And my team, will, my team would laugh at that. I go all the time. But um, go get, get, you just got to have a mask on and we, we, we keep it pretty safe as well. We're, like I said, we're, we're trying everything we can to avoid the whole uh, shutdown. So I just want to pause on the Chipotle thing real quick. You know, there's a place called Estella's in Iowa City, right? Oh, I, I do. I love Estella's. Okay, so why are you wasting the time with Chipotle? Get Dude, that I, in Chicago. I just had Chipotle tonight, actually. Oh, I also yeah. had Chipotle tonight. But you're not in Iowa City, Jack. 
I know, but it's just, dude, it's like, it's one of those things where it's so easy. It never fails. Like, and they have the carne asada right now, limited time. I know, I know, but pretty damn good. My rule was that Iowa City have Estella's. So it's money too, man. (laughs) A little cheaper, a little cheaper, a little quicker, a little easier. Fair, fair. Just right there, just kind of a a routine thing. So we're, we're, we're kind of taking this interview backwards, so. Let's rewind to March 2020. Like you were in your first season at Iowa, and then March 12th, obviously everything got shut down. And you tweeted, and I pulled it. It says, "I don't even know what to say. This is baffling." How did you guys like hear the news, and what was the reaction when that came down? So that that day, that day is interesting because we had actually just finished up a two game uh, midweek series against Kansas, and we were on a high note. We were feeling really good. And we get up, we were getting ready to go fly out to Cal State Northridge on that third. That was a Thursday. And at first it was, hey, we're going. And now, hey, we're not going. And then we had a meeting around two o'clock that afternoon. We were talking about the plans we're going forward. And that meeting went until probably about three. And then uh, get, I got back to my dorm room, living in Hillcrest at the time. And uh, probably 10 minutes after I get back, Twitter starts going. I see this conference canceled. Big Ten, can- Big Ten postpones. Big Ten cancels all sports for spring, all competition practice, everything. We get an email, we have to go back and meet up as a team and they tell us on there because we'd all seen it by then. So we all basically found out from Twitter uh, originally. And it went from, we were going to California in the morning to uh, we'll see get ball, hopefully. It was, uh, it was interesting. So like, was there, a, was there a sense of like, maybe this like, I mean, obviously you saw a lot of the other conferences canceling, but like, was there a sense of maybe, like, maybe we won't, like, was there any optimism or was it just once you saw the conferences and all of the, the, the way everything was going, it was just basically set in stone. Like, right. I mean, we were, the thing, we were one of the first ones to come out with it. And it was, it was always like, it was once you see that and it was like, all right, well, maybe this won't, maybe this won't stick. Maybe this won't stick. Or maybe this will peel back. And you always just kind of had this like, well, maybe, like, well, maybe this will happen, maybe that'll happen. But, I mean, yeah, mentally, mentally, that was that was a challenging time for. I mean, not just myself, my whole team, like every student athlete across the country. Like that was, you go from competing every day and working and just getting that mindset. Where you wake up and just compete and do what you love every day. To all of a sudden, I'm back home in Chicago two days later. What did you do while back home to like stay in shape during quarantine? Like, we we ask every athlete we bring on, like, what creative ways did you find and like what did you do honestly I uh, I just kind of tried to continue my own regiments we'd try and go there was a couple high schools around early on that would let us it was me and my one one of my best friends who lives in a town near me uh, also play he plays at Michigan actually him and I would go hit together during the day play catch long toss out in open fields away from people um do our running out there and did anybody ever come up there. and like complain to you about being out and like playing catch yeah so early on it wasn't too bad as things started to really ramp up we started getting the police would get called on us administration <laughs> getting called on us i'm not kidding man i was i was down in uh i'm trying to think i was down at like st joe's down there near like lagrange yeah with a couple guys and we had the cops come and kick us off a field one day like and then the next day for what like what did he say me. like what did, you guys aren't doing anything wrong you're uh, you're how far apart are you you're just throwing a ball like i don't there know there was three of us out there and we're all far away we're playing long toss at the time uh some someone walked by and someone walked by and didn't like that people were outside and breaking the uh stay-at-home order um 
And the next day I actually went to the same thing back up by me and got the cops called to me again. <laughs> it was like in April and uh, I moved back to Iowa city about two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here. I'm going to work out out there. What was Iowa city like when you got here in like April ish? I mean, it was dead. It was a lot more open than Chicago was at the time. Uh, masks still weren't mandated at the time. Um, that didn't last for too long. Um, a lot more, a little bit more normal. Could still like go do stuff. Hadn't really shut down. Usual Iowa City summer. There's not a ton of students on campus, anything else. But I, I loved it. I mean, I had a couple of places we could go. We couldn't use any facilities here um, at like at the university. But we had a couple other places. Me and a couple of my teammates could go and get our work in and just stay in shape. Um, until we got ended up going to play summer ball later in the summer. So one thing I want to ask you, which backtrack, like we've kind of been asking you things in reverse order, um, is what was your recruitment process like and what attracted you to Iowa? What did, how did coach Heller and his staff stand out to you over other teams? Um, so just give us a little insight on that. Yeah, no. Um, see, my recruitment process started when I was a sophomore in high school, um, started getting some attention and kind of get the, you got to call coaches and start kind of getting that vamped up. Um, and Iowa ended up actually being my first visit and I went on a bunch, but it was my first one. And like right when I got on campus, I just loved it. Um, the, the, the culture that Coach Heller has developed here is unbelievable. It's a big family, big on toughness. Um, and we have a lot of fun what we do. Um, and I just, I just loved it from the start. I said I kind of went on to other schools and took other visits and had my other options. But honestly, from the start, this is where I wanted to be. And I ended up committing when I was a sophomore in high school, and I haven't haven't thought twice about it since. That's awesome. So, like, with Coach Heller a little bit, I think, you know, he's a coach that is highly respected in baseball. And, you know, all of his players seem to love him. But he isn't like a Ference or McCaffrey where everybody on campus knows who he is. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it's like to play for Coach Heller and why that's such an enjoyable environment to be in? Yeah, he, he's just a guy who's going to push you to be the best you can every day. And I mean, he's, he's big on toughness and he's big on you develop not only as a ball player every day, but like as a person. And you learn, you just learn so much from, I mean, from life and baseball. And he's overall just a great dude like we just enjoy being around him enjoy playing for him um and like i said you come here like I, I came here to play baseball came here to be better grow as a person and grow as a ball player and i mean that tenfold and as far as how they recruit and everything else we have a, like we have just a good culture great like family feel here yeah that's awesome so yeah he, he he's done unbelievable job with it so as a, as a catcher, you're pretty hands-on with like working with the pitching staff and knowing who they are as pitchers and what they do. What's something like during your brief time that you've been here and work with them, like what's something that you have noticed about this pitching staff going forward that you're excited about and like something that will help you guys down the road? I mean, you, you didn't really get to play a lot of baseball this past season, but obviously you've spent a lot of time around your teammates. So like what's something that you know is going to be something you guys can rely on going forward? No, absolutely. I mean, we, the, it start one place it starts with is our uh, pitching coach, Robin Lund is unbelievable. Man's a genius and puts so much time in everything they do. So they have a great base of programs they're going from. And like the pitchers we have are just gritty. I mean, they come ready to work every day and they just get after it and they get better and better. I said, going from the spring, I was in the bullpen a lot, got to see a few of them in game, but, watching their stuff develop from spring into summer, just to the fall, just that we just started catching bullpens again now. 
everyone just keeps getting better and better every time and velos are going up and their stuff's getting better and it's it's pretty exciting how do you um, they, oh sorry go no, ahead no no go sorry. ahead man. i was just gonna ramble <laughs> oh well i was just gonna say going off that how do you build that camaraderie and trust with your pitchers where the communication between the pitcher and catcher is so important being on the same page how do yeah. you go about that as the catcher um to build that relationship with your pitchers I mean, the biggest thing to start with, honestly, is just catch their bullpens and get to learn what their stuff does and just learn to kind of, hey, this guy's pitch is going to do this as opposed to this other guy. And then just talk to them, talk to them before, talk to them after, develop plans, just kind of talk about what their stuff's doing, kind of build a rapport so that you like they know that like you understand them and you know, like they're hearing you and just kind of go from there, like be the guy that like offers to catch their pens and just try and be involved and do it like as much as you can with them. I guess in that aspect um, is probably the biggest way to go about that and just develop like a trust through that. I read, um, I read an article. It said when you had committed, you, when did you commit your junior year or sophomore? My soft, I committed May of 2017. So my sophomore year. Okay. And then I read that you and one of your teammates were like the first D one baseball players to come out of Lake Zurich since was it like 2014? Or 2015. Yeah. So like what does that mean to you guys and like your class coming out? And like what does that do and what did that do for Lake Zero going forward for that entire baseball program? No, I mean I definitely think that it helped kind of step up, like, hey, because I know that pr- program it was it's a good program. We we struggled over time, I think, um, as far as like just the wins and losses went. And we were always rebuilding and we had a lot of coaching turnover and all that, but I mean I think what that did, like having my senior year, we had four guys that are playing division one baseball or played division one baseball. And what it did is just kind of step up that mentality of like, Hey, like we're here to win. We came from a big, powerful football school. And that was kind of the big thing. And it was like, Hey, football's not the only one like baseball's here too. We're here to have fun and compete as well. Um, And I think that really helped kind of build. And I know one thing we tried to leave behind there was like just work ethic. How did you, how did your senior season end there? We ended up pretty good. We had, we had a, we had a, I couldn't tell you exactly what our record was. That's, that feels like so long ago. I know we had a very, we had a, we had a pretty good winning season there and uh, we ended up losing second round of the playoffs and a regional championship. Um, we lost a very close game to Lake Forest high school. who We'd played three times already that year, um, but we had a good year and it was a lot of fun. That was, I, I played four, I played four years on varsity there and that was easily my favorite year. A question I for you. So I'm from Florida. So I grew up around travel baseball. Oh, um, yeah. We have all the spring. I live right near the Red Sox and Twins spring training facilities. A bunch of my friends went on to play college baseball. And so they kind of had, I guess, some consider it to be an advantage of playing 365 every fall. Like we don't have a season where baseball is not around. So growing up in Lake Zurich, when the winter months came, how did you go about training and preparing? Because like for me, I just can't imagine like, you know, what that's like as a baseball player. So like, what was that like? And did you play other sports too that helped you along the way? I'll start with the other sports. So I actually, I ended up just going to baseball when I got to high school through middle school. I played like basketball and done some other like rec stuff with my friends. But when I got to high school, I was, be, I was really into that. Like chances were to go there. So I kind of just locked in and went with that. Um, but no, as far as training went, I mean, it's just like you said, we don't have outdoors. We didn't have all that. We had hitting facilities you'd go to and 
I'd go hit every single day. Either I'd get a friend to come with me if my dad could come with if he wasn't working. Um, or if not, I'd just go on myself and just hit off the tee and work on stuff. Um, and same thing, you'd go in there, you'd hit, you'd throw, get your running in, and then weightlifting as well, wherever you could. I mean, if you had to use the high school, if you had to use a YMCA, if they had weights at the facility you're at, um, you just did whatever you could. And most of the time it was go to school and go train and you're not getting home till eight or nine because you got to drive everywhere. But it just kind of went wherever you could to get all your work in every day. It, it was, it was a lot different than being outside. That's for sure. Yeah. So, um, with that too, like, what was the travel circuit like for you then, like in the summers and things like that, if you played? Oh yeah. No, I, uh, I, I loved, I love the travel circuit. I played for top tier baseball out of, out of like Chicago area. I actually played with Jack's friend, Bryce Barnett. Um, and we would travel, we'd play usually our first weekend or two in the Chicago area. And then we'd be for the next seven, eight weeks, we'd be in Indianapolis, Tennessee, Georgia, Indianapolis, Kentucky, like anywhere we could, we'd travel and play in the best competition we could throughout the whole country. So how did that help you? Like, obviously you talked about before the pandemic, you were doing a lot of traveling already for Iowa baseball. And so balancing school and all that stuff, how has that helped you um, in your college baseball career, playing travel ball at an early age? I mean, the big thing, I, I think definitely that just getting used to kind of not being at home all the time or like having to sleep in different hotels or different situations and just not like kind of getting comfortable being a little uncomfortable at times. Um, yeah. And that just not even being something you think about. It's just like, oh, I've been doing this my whole life. Um, I think that definitely helps because like I said, when you're on the road, when I'm on the road with Iowa, I mean, you're in, you're flying, you're in a hotel or you're busing, whatever. You just got to, I mean, those situations, you just got to be comfortable not being in like your like normal space and just you got a job to do. You got to get it done. Whether it's school, you got to get your schoolwork done when you can. When it comes to baseball, you get up and you go play. I don't care where you're at or what, how you just slept or whatever else. You got to go play. Um, and I think I learned a lot of that definitely with travel ball. <laughs> where, we, we get, we, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck me. I say, I think <laughs> no, we, we get, we get a lot better of, uh, we get a lot better treatment in hotels and stuff here than I did going to travel ball. That's for sure. I was going to uh, add on top of that travel ball. Like you've been, I mean, probably countless places because of travel ball. And like, did you, you probably went to Cooperstown at a young age. Am I right? I actually did not. No, I up, I, I everybody know, I, around here swears that like, that was the coolest, best trip. of Jack botched that question. No, it's, it's a thing from around here. A lot of people no. go to Cooperstown and it's like one of those things when you're like nine, 10, whatever you go there and it's just the coolest damn thing ever. You always get a picture. Yeah. That's the big 12 year old. That's a big 12 year trip back there. Yeah, no, dude, I, uh, I, I missed that one. That was like, I think I might be the only person I know from the area like ever that dude was like, yeah, I never went. Um, I can't remember what happened. Something happened that year where it would just didn't, someone was going on where it just didn't work out for me to go up there. Um, and I was like, ah, I, it is what it is. So <laughs> I know, like that was outside of Cooperstown, like what? Cause obviously you missed out on that, but like what other yeah. experiences? I mean, aside from the experiences I've had here, I mean, travel-wise, uh, going to going to Georgia and playing at Lake Point was was second to none. Um, with my like my team that I played club ball with, we had we had a very big time team full of really talented dudes, and we had a ton of fun. You go down there and just play the best of the best. Um, actually, the biggest one is Jupiter. You go play in Jupiter, Florida, oh, your yeah. senior fall, mm-hmm. or just the golf carts of scouts and stuff. Um, that was the best of the best. That was a lot of fun. That, that, that was pretty awesome. Um, that, and then we, yeah, that probably those two for sure. 
So one thing I want to ask, since you're from like Zurich, um, are you a Cubs or Sox fan? I'm actually a Cardinals fan. Ooh, <laughs> even worse. <laughs> yeah, that fits well for me, baby. I'm actually a Cardinals fan. Uh, my dad grew up in Southern Illinois, Belleville, and that's basically right on the border yeah. there of St. Louis. Kind of like me and Jack are Chicago. That's St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's St. Louis. Bel- Belleville is closer to East St. Louis than regular St. Louis. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. like, did you grow? Did you grow up? You you were a fan during the Pools era and all that. Like, oh were, heck yeah. So what, how, what? Like, what's the feeling now for the Cardinals? For you, I don't have I don't have any knowledge of like what the Cardinals are looking like now. All I know is like, is Yachty still on the team? He's a free agent. All right, well, then, see, I don't even care about the Cardinals because I loved Yachty. Now I don't care. I'd assume he'll be around in some facet. To be honest with you, man, these past couple summers have been so crazy, I haven't paid enough attention. That's (laughs) the one thing. I I don't get enough time to really sit and pay attention to all the the pro ball stuff because usually I'm playing and doing my thing. And honestly, I wish I I was a little more in-depth on what was going on. Once once the playoff comes around, then I have time. But the whole season, I'm busy. So – I get to be a bandwagon guy at the end, technically, I guess you'd say. So the only time you really have time to, like, actually sit down and watch baseball is during the playoffs? Like, you really don't catch a lot of the regular season stuff? No, I mean, because early on, we're playing usually. And then, like, this past year, with everything going on, they didn't play. And then by the time they were playing again, I was actually playing for Starball Northwoods team up in Waterloo, Iowa, um, traveling, doing all that. And then I came back, and we were working out and doing everything. I just never, like, I just never got around to it this year. In the past years, I was just playing. What was that uh, that uh, Northwoods team like this past summer? Because there, I mean, there were probably a ton of kids that wanted to play. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, man. Um, it's it, it's definitely it, it's it's kind of like a minor league schedule the way they mm-hmm. put it, I guess, is how it's described. You play like this upcoming year, I'll be back up there. I want to say it's like seventy games in seventy five days or something, um, and you're playing every day, and you're you're just you're literally eat, sleep, baseball, and have fun with your teammates that you get to meet and stuff like that. It's a really cool experience. I loved it. Uh, I loved it up there. I love the guys we got. I got to meet this past year. It's awesome. You just go meet a bunch of guys that love to play, and you get up and you play with them every day. What's something, so, that, uh, what's something you did during your quarantine just to, like, I mean, at home, you had to find something to do not baseball-related? Oh, ton, ton of uh, ton of Fortnite early on in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> ton of Fortnite. Got off that. Now I'm back on COD or 2K. But uh, <laughs> ton of, ton of Fortnite. Uh, got really into like reading. Um, just finding stuff to do off screens because losing my mind. <laughs> so what's a book you'd recommend to the audience? Uh, one I'm reading right now has a slight edge. Um, that book's awesome. I, I read a lot of those like self improvement like mentality books. That book's awesome. That's about just kind of doing the little things every day and getting yourself to six, going like from like below survival. You do those little things to be surviving. You carry those to success and just keep going. It's just yeah. Little disciplines. That's awesome. So um, one question I want to ask is actually about one of your teammates um, who's on two Iowa teams, Connor McCaffrey. So what's his involvement like when he's in the middle of basketball season right now? I think a lot of Hawks fans always wonder this. Like, how involved is he with the baseball team right now? Like, has there, like, is he, like, you know, just in the group chats, like, socializing with you guys? Or is he also training with you guys at times? Or are you guys just messing with him about the basketball season and, you know, cheering him on? Like, what's that like right now? 
No, so right, right now Connor's with basketball. I mean, yeah, he's in the group chats and he's around presently, like social-wise, I guess, with that. Um, he gets his work in on his own when it fits into their schedule. Um, I mean, right, right now they're in the peak of basketball. So he's doing his thing. We all get together and watch him play on there and we'll text him about that or whatever else, but, or some guys will. Um, but yeah, no, he's doing his thing with basketball right now and he gets his work in and uh, kind of as the seasons start to overlap, he becomes more and more around. Have you ever played him one on one? In basketball, have I? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. I don't. I I'd prefer to stay off crutches. <laughs> has what anybody is, on the team? Has anyone on the team played him one on one? I'm sure they have. Him and uh, him and Isaiah Fillard both grew up here, and I I know they played ball. They played basketball together in high school too. I'm sure they've gone. I'm sure they have. But I I have not personally. No, I'm not a basketball guy. No, so that's over me. So, like, with, like, a guy like that who's two sports, like, obviously with the basketball team, one of his main roles is being a floor general. Like, what's his role on your team? Like, when he comes into baseball, because they're two totally different sports, like, you know, two totally, like, I mean, baseball is just a much bigger team than a basketball team alone. So, like, can you kind of give some insight on that? Yeah, I mean, so, he, like I said, he's – He's got his role there. He's got his role with us. I mean, he comes in and he, he's just, he's, he's a guy with a lot of insight in a lot of different areas. Um, very, very mentally like strong, well put together guy who's always just got insight to give or and he's very, he's incredibly knowledgeable about the game. I mean, and with us, um, to be honest, I haven't played in a season with him yet because of last year getting canceled. So when that comes in, but I know he comes in and he just competes. I mean, he takes, he's well now and he's not around as much as we are, but he, he competes and gets his way on the field and um, comes out and he's always, he's always just kind of a natural leader around for sure. So with this season coming up, obviously I'm sure you've been waiting for this day since the day the season got canceled. So what are your individual goals to like see yourself improve, like, you know, or just come into it kind of as a freshman season in a way with only getting like, four games or something, right? Like, didn't you only play, like, four games your first season? So, like, what are your personal goals and what are your overall team goals for this upcoming season? No, I mean, the big big team goal, we want to to win a Big Ten championship and we want to find ourselves going Omaha. I mean, that's that's our big thing. We set that every day. And uh, every day we come out and we talk about that. We say, hey, we're going to win championships this year and it starts today. You got to win today. That's my big thing is my big quotes, win the day. I got a tattoo to my arm. Um, but, uh, that's our big main goal. And I, I, honestly, my individual goals are just to help us figure uh, help us get there. However, that has to be, uh, come in and push myself and push the guys next to me just to get better every day and get us to that, get us to the, to get us to our team goals. Jack, didn't Keith Hunter, he's a, one of our former guests who was on, uh, he was an Iowa football player. Didn't Keith Hunter say win the day? Wasn't that one of his lines too? Yeah, and he's actually a motivational speaker too. Yeah, that was yeah. I, I. literally said like Keith, that was awesome. Like he explained everything about it, and I was like, Keith, that went in the day. Yeah, I want to run through a brick wall right now. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm all on board with that, man. When I was a little kid, that's my dad. That was always my dad's big thing. He taught me, and I got here, and you kind of learn like you can't do anything about yesterday, can't do anything about tomorrow. You got to win your day right now, and when you wake up tomorrow, then you worry about winning the next one. Just go one day at a time. That that's the big thing. Who did you idolize professionally, like for catchers? Like, who did you look up to outside of Yadier Molina? Because that's I was gonna say that's an absolute gimme. That's chalk. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> obviously, Yadier growing up. Um, 
I think idolize. I'm yeah, I've idolized Gotti my whole life, man. I, I love Salvador <laughs> Perez. I got to see him play in, in Chicago against the White Sox a few times growing up too. Um Buster Posey's another one. <laughs> Loved watching Buster Posey. Uh, trying to think honestly, that's that's been about it to this point now. I'm kind of just like I said, I'm a little out of touch with the uh full MLB scene these days with watching all the like we'll we'll watch guys. We don't like we'll watch a ton of film on different guys. I wouldn't say I like idolize anyone anymore. Definitely Yachty though, so he's a lock. That's guarantee. So if you could describe your game to our audience, uh, Hawks fans, in three words, how would you describe your game? As far as how I play? Yeah. I mean, funny enough, I'd say win the day. I mean, that's my thing. Oh my I'm gonna do, I, I, hate, I hate to say that. No. And honestly, I can yeah. go out and just put everything I got in every single pitch. Um, and that's, that's, that's what we do as a team here. Every guy is going to go out there, every pitch, and just compete. We're going to compete. Are there any things you're hoping in your time at Iowa to see your game transform or evolve in certain ways, whether it's certain things defensively or offensively? Like, what are some of those types of um, personal type of goals that you're shooting for? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we all, we all want to get bigger, faster, stronger. And a big thing for me has been just getting just getting bigger overall and to really, like, becoming more physical and uh, that's just kind of a continuous journey. So we stick on that. And then honestly, just solidifying all the little things behind the plate. Uh, thing is you can always get better at what you're doing. Um, as far as receiving is a very big thing these days, the catcher, uh, steal and strikes. So, I mean, I, I, my goal every day is just to get more strikes and get better, get better at every little pitch than I was the day before. And just continue to be able to take, get more strikes for the pitchers and uh, help those guys out. And then at the plate, just continue to develop my swing and um, kind of keep going on the training programs that we have with that and continue to just put, put barrel on the ball. What's the fastest pitch you've caught? And who's like the pitcher on the team where like if they throw to you, you're, you have to ice the hand a little bit afterwards? <laughs> uh, let's see. Our hardest, guy, our hardest throwing guy has been Probst. Uh, he was up to 98 last year. Um, and that that's pretty that's pretty much that we got we got some guys that throw pretty hard. Another guy's Duncan Davitt throws pretty hard. Our team he was our Sunday guy last year. Um, you you definitely got to make sure you're catching those balls right. You catch those in the palm, and you're gonna you're gonna have to take care of yourself a little bit afterwards. That's for sure. Have you that's ever for sure. have you ever had anyone like stand in the batter's box and look back at you after like a high and inside fastball and go, "Are you shitting me?" Like, have you ever really had that in box conversation? <laughs> Not here in club ball. That happened a few times. Actually, you're gonna laugh. That happened. Uh, that happened one time when I was catching for Bryce. <laughs> we were playing Seems Indianapolis. Right. I caught for Bryce, and he threw. I we were 16 or 17, and he's throwing 92, 93. Yeah. And just went up and in, and the kid just turned around and was like, "God damn, man." <laughs> That's half that 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 happened back like in club ball. That none of that happens here. Not <laughs> yet, at least. Not out of the question. Yeah, not yet, at least. Yeah. <laughs> not out of the question. For you as a catcher, what are the most stressful situations for you? Is it like if a guy's on first and third yep. with one out or like, like what are the things that like kind of get you going where you're really like on edge or, you know, ready to, you know, throw someone out or like whatever it is, like, what are the situations for you that like you love the most, but they're also the most like stressful types of moments? I mean, your, your big ones are, I don't use the word stress too much because Honestly, I just don't believe in even being stressed back there because that doesn't do anything for you. 
But I mean, your biggest ones where you're really locked in to me, anytime there's two strikes um, and anytime there's anyone on, especially on third. But when you're on, when there's a guy on third, you're essentially a goalie because any ball goes anywhere, goes past your little line there. That's a, that's a, that's the goal. That's a run. Um, that's time where you really lock in and kind of do that for sure. It's definitely, definitely runners on runner on third for sure. Is most you're, you really got to lock in there. Has playing catcher helped you deal with like life situations at all? Like apply to like, you know, those stressful moments, like somebody's on third, like, or not stressful, but, but you know what I mean? Like those pressure. Yeah. Yeah. The pressure, like if you, you know, in the classroom or, you know, anything that hits you in life or whatever, have you been able to use like your experience as a catcher, like to help cope with other situations? Yeah. I mean, I, absolutely. I mean, it, there's, there's a mentality you gotta have there where it's like, you're, you're, they always say you control the game, whatever you you're essentially, you're playing the cards you're dealt back there. You got, you're calling a pitch guy throws it. Perfect. Nice and easy guy throws it somewhere else and it goes wherever you got to handle it. You got to take that on. Um, and you just kind of get that mentality of like, Hey, whatever comes my way, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to deal with it. And whether it's a good day or a bad day that you're having outside, like school is tough, good or bad. You got to buckle down and you got to get your job done. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. There's uh there's no other way to go about it. You got a job. You got to get it done. Who calls the pitches? Is it you? Like, do they give the freedom to the catcher, or is it coaches that call it to? Um, most of the time, it's Coach Lund. Uh, we have we have a system with that. So, one thing that I want to ask you: this is something we've never asked anybody on the podcast before, which I thought would be a fun question to ask you because I saw um, I just looking at some of your stuff. Jack doesn't know either. I think Jack's gonna like this one. So, I saw you were number thirty-two um, in high school if if i'm right and then um i'm pretty sure with iowa you're number 16 so how did you pick your number was it assigned to you like does the number mean anything like how do you go from 32 to 16 honestly man i was always number 18 growing up and i got to high school i was the freshman on the varsity team so i had no pick on my number so i got like number nine and then the only jersey that was open that would actually fit me my career is number 30 this is cool so i stuck with that and then i got here and i got they, uh, i got a laundry loop that said 16 on it in the summer <laughs> and that was my number <laughs> so i did i i have never been i when i was younger it was always 18 but since then man i just kind of kind of roll with whatever's on my back number wise i never as odd enough as it sounds i've had i go play for club teams and i'd be number 50 or 25 or whatever the heck they put on my back there the stuff on the back i never even think about at this point <laughs> I respect Ever. that. And so one of my final questions for you, and this is a, this is one that Jack and I have wanted to know this spring on an off day, can Jack and I come hit BP? <laughs> ah, on a normal year. Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure with COVID that that'd be the easiest thing. Okay. Right next now. season, next season, we're taking you up on it. All right. We'll see. We'll see if we can pull that off. If we can pull that off. That'd be awesome. Hopefully here, if not, I got other places we could go hit, but <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Take, take me up on that one. Uh, when we no longer have to worry about all the COVID stuff. Once we get to a, hopefully a real normal. True that. Sam, you got any other questions? Um, my final one, this is something we ask everybody. Um, we had Nate Stanley on earlier in the week and we asked him this question. We've asked legendary Hawks like Chuck Long this and, you know, golfers, everybody. What does being a Hawkeye mean to you? That's funny. Right when you were saying that, I knew you were going to ask that question. Um, 
<laughs> Honestly, man, I, it's hard to put into words to me, to me, it's just, a, it's a family thing. Um, to me, when I think of being a Hawkeye right now, it's get up and I get to wake up and go compete and put everything I have into doing what I love with the guys that like, that are the same as me in that respect. I'm with, a, I'm with a group of other Hawkeyes who we get up, we go compete and have fun and get better at what we do every day. And it's, it's, it's a great atmosphere all around on campus, off it, everywhere. So I guess family would be the, the one word to sum that up for sure. Nice. And I guess my final, I'll, I'll actually change my final question to being on, you know, you talked about Chipotle, but what are some of your other favorite spots around Iowa city to grab food, hang out, whatever it is. Oh, I'm a big, uh, I love Estella's also. That's my, that's another big one. Uh, yeah. On a, <laughs> on a weekend, like on, like on like a Sunday, um, dollar slices at liner were always awesome. Haven't gotten to do that much this year because of COVID and everything else. But uh, like go there last year with some of my buddies all the time. That's my big one dollar slices for sure. Uh, I think other than that, honestly, I haven't. Oh, um, me and my buddies order a lot of like old Chicago wings. That's a great deal. If you guys haven't ordered old Chicago I, wings, I had old Chicago. I grew up in Iowa like for like eight years and we had one in Ames. And old Chicago's oh, got some good food. It's got Dude, some good food. The wings are great. I, me and, me and my, my, my best friend's a football player here, and him and him and I go get them all the time. That's, that's our big weekend. Are you, are you getting uh, boneless wings? You don't I'm, a, I'm, an original, I'm an original guy. Yeah, I'm an original so, guy, man. I get the hands dirty. So that actually leads me to another question then. So you're, you talked about your friend being a football player. What position does he play? Because I kind of want to know how many wings does he eat. <laughs> Oh, he'll love this. Uh, he's a lineman. Uh, I believe he was. I believe he was at uh, behind Linderbaum at center this year, uh, and he'll 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 eat some wings, man. <laughs> him, and I, him and I getting wings are not. Those are not easy on the bank account between the both of us. <laughs> Sam, yeah. I love that. Sam, you got anything else, man? No, I'm all good. Um, this was really fun. Yeah, this was awesome, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on and. For everyone, if you didn't get Sam's disclaimer at the beginning, if you haven't already, get good pods. Like it's going to help you out, get you some new podcasts to listen to. As always, not the same time, same place. We will see you guys later.